Honeywell here from Two True Freaks, and this week I am in Burlington, Vermont. Um, this is my first time in Burlington, Vermont. I'm house-sitting for my sister while she's on vacation with her family. They're down in Florida right now, where Scott's headed pretty soon. I'm basically here alone at the house, and uh, uh, my father's taken uh, a turn for the worse, so he's in a hospital here, so I'm here visiting him and feeding the cats and just sort of watching the house, and uh, so I've gotten a chance to check out Burlington, and it's a neat town, it's got a lot of stuff going for it, um, one neat thing is I can uh, ride my bike along a trail, you know, looking at Lake Champlain, and all the while, you know, just sort of searching for uh, the lake monster that lives in it, uh, named Champ, and probably after about a 20 minute ride, boom, there you are in downtown Burlington, and it's a it's a New England city and it's I think it's the biggest city in Vermont and uh, let's just say there's I don't think there's a single skyscraper here it's a, it's a New England sort of town except Vermont is a very um, you know, liberally hippie state apparently I was in uh, um, one town um, on the bus ride over here and I went into the and this town was rough. It was uh, on the poorer side. Their bus station, all the windows were smashed. All the water fountains were broken. Um, I went into the bathroom there, and all of the walls are anti-John McCain graffiti in the, the bathroom. Very strange. And myself, yeah, you know, I sympathize with hippies and stuff, but, you know, sometimes it just goes too far, and I'll uh, get to that in a minute. You know, it's a very scenic, scenic little, it's a very old city, you know, old buildings, you know, not necessarily ornate buildings, but just a very, very, very nice, homey, towny sort of feel to it. It's got a, a, a one street called Church Street, which is just sort of a closed off stretch with, you know, restaurants and touristy type things and people playing busky music and stuff like that. And... Uh, ben and Jerry's that has a line out the door, and basically a lot, lot of college student, hippie college students, walking around smelling like patchouli. Most of the time I was here, it was pretty cold. It was uh, chilly, you know, in the 40s and the 50s. But on the weekend, boom! All of a sudden, we had uh, a sunny 83 degree weather day, and uh, my friend Johnny Bueno, who, if you've listened to our uh, infamous uh, trivia shows, he's on those, uh, came over to visit me on Saturday, and he's been to Burlington a bunch of times and scoped out the comic shops here before, so he was telling me there's two comic shops in town, they're both on this this sort of main drag church street type place, and uh, one of them was on a second floor, and he said basically it was looked like somebody just took their collection and rented a room and had it sitting in the room, and the other place was a pretty well-established place. And I'd ridden my bike into town earlier and seen the other place. It's uh, 
It's called Earth Prime Comics, but I was there on a Tuesday and they were closed. So, uh, so we went back and we went to uh, Earth Prime and the other place, which, for the life of me, I can't remember the name of the other place, but it was closed for renovations and uh, was an opening for another month. Anyway, Scott and I had been kicking around the idea of uh, using Johnny Bueno, who travels a lot for his job, as a sort of Charles Corral roaming reporter of comic shops, because, uh, you know, he's a superhero, Marvel DC sort of guy, but he's also into the uh, alternative and uh, underground sort of stuff, too. So he could give probably a pretty good balanced... uh, appraisal of a, of a comic shop wherever he needed to go so uh, he was sort of giving me the down low on um, Earth Prime when we went in there because he'd been in there before I, this was my first time in there and uh, I'll just say right off the bat I found it to be I, I think both of us would have given it an A, A plus as far as comic shops go it was clean well laid out um, it had a good you know, combination of indie sort of stuff, back issues, mainstream comics and collections, you know, the, the few random toys and, uh, and action figures and stuff like that. All of it was very um, easily, you know, it was very easy to find what you were looking for. It was laid out very well, very clean. Um, they have a nice cat old black cat that was just sort of hanging out on top of the back issue boxes um nice young girl working the working the counter that obviously it looked like every nerd in town was had had a crush on her and she could she could talk nerd she was talking nerd with the best of them and uh it was just a very nice orderly um good comic shop um i i think i dropped about 35 dollars there and Jack probably spent Jack. Uh, when I say Jack, that's also Johnny Bueno. Um, he spent about the same amount. So you know, since we hadn't been there for a while, or since I hadn't been there at all, you know, we sort of dug through their stuff. And uh, one comment uh, Johnny Bueno made was before they had a lot larger section of. Uh, quote-unquote adult comics and when when I say adult comics I don't just necessarily mean porn comics although uh, you know a percentage of that is porn but you know um, I, I it, you usually find your art crumbs in there and uh, your weirdo type of comics you know literally the name weirdo or zap comics and stuff like that so he said there used to be a large section of that and where that was was sort of blocked off and had computers where the staff were, you know, working on computers or uh, organizing people's comics that they had on order. They had winnowed their quote-unquote adult section down to maybe one long box three-quarters of the way full, and everything in that was on sale for half a cover price. So, uh, uh, let's see, they didn't have 50-cent bins. They had 25-cent bins, which I guess are twice as good as a 50-cent bin. Now, of course, I didn't walk in there empty-handed. I had uh, some Two True Freaks flyers to hang up, and, uh, of course, the the huge want list of uh, my co-freak, Scott Gardner, and uh, our friend Alec uh, Berry. 
And the bad news for the Scott was I found a lot of the stuff on his list, but I think it was probably more than he would be willing to pay, and that it was more than I, I could have afforded to pick up stuff. But <clears throat> the good news for Alec Berry is you can cross off Savage Dragon number 36, because I found that hanging out in the 25 cent bin. And, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, it was stupid. I found a bunch of other Savage Dragons in there, but they were all ones that weren't on your list, but maybe I should have picked them up anyway, because they were all in really good shape. But, anyway, I got you number 36 for uh, 25 cents. I sort of picked up stuff from all over the place here. Actually, I think I got a little bit of everything. Uh, the first thing I found immediately was... Uh, Right off the bat, the first thing I found was uh, the IDW Star Trek Crew comic by John Byrne, and I got the first two issues of that, which I was very, very happy to see, and uh, are beautiful, beautiful. I highly recommend them, even at $3.99, which I, I just don't think about it. Out of the back issues, I got three... Um, Star Wars comics, number 26, number 27, and 28 of the Marvel comics, which pretty soon Scott and I should be reviewing these ones, and they look like they're all Infantino art. One of them uh, has the distinction of having Jabba the Hutt in it, but it's a pre-re-imagined Jabba the Hutt. When I say that, you know, it's a pre-Return of the Jedi Jabba the Hutt when he was, he looks like the art of Jabba the Hutt from, you know, the original Star Wars comic. I think it was number two or three. One of those. But that there's an adventure with, with that Jabba the Hutt in it. From the quote-unquote adult section, I got actually... Um, let's see. Three comics. One was Zap, number 14. Uh, I got a J.R. Williams comic, Crap, number six. Awesome, J.R. Williams, one of my favorites, did a great, one of my favorite, all-time favorite comic stories called Mr. Dead, about Mr. De um, Ed coming back from the dead and haunting Wilbur, and another one which I had been talking to Johnny Bueno just like hours before about waiting and waiting and waiting for this comic to come out, it's Mark Miller's The Unfunnies issue number three, which I had gotten the first two issues, and I think number two came out like two years ago, two and a half years ago, and I just have never seen number three. And uh, I got it here. Actually, I don't think I got this in the adult. I think I got this out of the 25 cent bin, which is even better. And of course, I got the newest issue of The Walking Dead, which is number 60. Um, just for, because it seems so cheap, I got Dark Horse Presents number one for two bucks. And uh, that's got, I think, the first appearance of concrete in it or something. I don't know. It looks, looks good for two bucks. Can't go wrong. And uh, last but not least, certainly, I actually got a Marvel comic. I got Ghost Rider number 34 with um, Tony Moore art in it, which is gorgeous. Great story, too. It's, it's awesome. And it's really funny because the... Now, I don't, I'm not really up on the, um, the current uh, Ghost Rider legend or, or, or you know, or lore, whatever is going on. But um, 
the character who's Ghost Rider, or who is a Ghost Rider, or who is the main Ghost Rider, or the main character protagonist in the story, looks exactly like Rick from The Walking Dead. So it's just sort of like uh, a crazy Walking Dead looking sort of Ghost Rider fighting a demonic trucker. And you can't go wrong with demonic truckers. And I think the only other thing I bought there was a comic journal magazine from five or six years ago, whatever year the last issue of Hate Magazine came out, or Hate Hate Comics by Peter Bagg, and there's a long interview with Peter Bagg that's really good. So I got that too, and I can't remember how much that was. I think that was half the cover price also. All in all, a really good comic shop. I would highly recommend it if you are here in Burlington, Vermont. It's on 154 Church Street in Burlington. Yeah, I'd just like to to sort of end this show with a little bit of uh, why I could only really visit this place and never would want to live here. You know, as I said before, I can sort of sympathize with hippies. I feel a kinship with quote-unquote hippies. But, you know... Walking around, there's this magazine, I see it all over the place, and I finally picked one up and said, okay, i got to take this and uh, plop it down by the old turlet, because I just got to read it. It's called The Healthy Hippie Magazine. And uh, almost everything in it is a little pun or a joke that has to do with fish. So it's some weird fish fan thing, but it's not really. And also, everything is really a, sort of a plug or an advertisement. Every article is just sort of a thinly disguised plug for somebody's hippie hemp product. And uh, I'm just going to read a couple things for you that I found uniquely ridiculous. And... Uh, Here's one, it's on page 12. We have our healthy hippie recommendations. You know, I should really take some peyote for this, but, well, haven't really seen any peyote here, but uh, I should be. Maybe I can get some psychedelic music blasting to... All right, healthy hippie recommendations. Sean Dobson tie-dye panties. The reason Sean the hippie's tie-dye clothes are so popular is that he makes him while in a state of joy. That is why people are so comfortable and feel great when they wear them. This formula works whether you're making food, music, or clothes. Sean chants Om Namah Shivaya while he makes these fabulous panties. He feels that this is a great way to raise your vibration and put love into whatever you're doing. If you would like to see Sean the Hippie performing, or selling his high-vibration tie-dye wear at your festival, please contact him by calling me, 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 or at www.myspace.com slash SeanTheHippie, and he'll come shed the magic of the rainbow in color, shape, and sound. All right, bad, right? <clears throat> it gets worse. Natural help for your pet. With spring around the corner... Many people start to dread the day that their dogs or cats will wind up with fleas, leading to much stress and unpleasantness for all involved. As a Bach flower essence practitioner, I want to say that I can offer you a solution. But I can't, 
as the flower essences target negative emotions and feelings. So at best, they could make the fleas inhabiting your favorite pet a little more centered and balanced. But luckily, they can be used to help your pet deal with the irritation and frustration that comes during the midst of a full-blown flea attack, while other treatments go to work on the fleas themselves. Crabapple is for the obsession with scratching and trying to become clean. Rescue remedy for the stress and distress of it all. For cases that are really bad, sweet chestnut, the essence for extreme anguish and suffering, might even be called for to free your animal from the mental torture that fleas can cause. Unlike aromatherapy, the back flower essence have no noticeable smell and are consumed internally by placing the diluted drops on a treat. Each one addresses a different mental or emotional problem, and to use them you simply match up what you think your animal is feeling to the appropriate remedy that will help. They work for a wide range of emotional and behavioral problems, such as fear of strangers or loud noises. Mimulus, overcoming old abuse and trauma, star of Bethlehem and honeysuckle, and separation anxiety. Rescue Remedy, Heather and Sweet Chestnut. There is a flower essence to help with virtually any problem your pet might have, and they are completely safe, side effect free, and compatible with any other treatment or medicine your vet prescribes. By using the Bach Flower Remedies to address our animals' negative feelings, we can reduce stress and help them live long and happy lives that they deserve. Christopher Hoyt is a Bach Foundation-approved flower remedy practitioner, the author of the book, Heal Yourself, which is available at www.christopherhoyt.com. He lives in Northfield, Vermont, and is available for consultations. And I'll just tell you also that everybody here is available for consultations, and they're all like, if you, you know, need counseling, you can call, you can... Skype me and pay me my $40 an hour counseling fee. I'd just like to tell anybody out there, if you have a PayPal account, you can Skype me and, uh, you know, take advantage of my $40 an hour counseling. And I can tell you, it will be way better than any of this hippie counseling that you'll ever get anywhere. Uh, That is my guarantee or, uh, or you don't pay. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.libsyn.com where you can download all of our episodes and find our forum to openly and freely discuss topics from this and all other episodes with us and your fellow listeners. twotruefreaks.libsyn.com is spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S dot Libsyn, which is L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. You can email us directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. And thanks for listening to the Two True Freaks podcast. The Two True Freaks now have a phone line where you can call and leave a completely inappropriate message. Maybe we'll even use it on the show. That number is 1-585-COP-LURE. That's 1-585-267-5873. If you enjoyed this show, why not review us in iTunes? And if you didn't enjoy this show, why not review us in iTunes? Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, 
Visit comicbooknoise.com slash league. Future Freaks has been brought to you today by DiManzo Corps of Milan, Italy, and by the letters F and U.